Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And welcome to episode number 48 of Unscripted. No bizarre math today. <laughs> I I am your co-host, Bill Petrie, and with me as always is my good friend, my good pal, Kirby Hossaman. Kirby, how the hell are you? I am doing okay, my friend. I'm feeling a little under the weather today, so but I'll, I'll, I'll be all right. show must go on. The show must go on, and I will say, even though you're, you're a little under the weather, your voice is a little raspy, which... I kind of like, I yeah, got to be honest right? with you. You are still broadcasting at an exceptionally high level. So oh, thanks, man. I, uh, on behalf of all of our listeners, we appreciate you powering through for us. And speaking of powering through, I want to thank our sponsor of Unscripted, which is our good friends at Common Skew. Now, Kirby, we don't rehearse these things, so I wanted to do something a little different as sure. we uh, talk a little bit about Common Skew. You've been a Common Skew customer for, I think, at least three years or so. Yep. What is the favorite feature that you use that has benefited your promotional products distributorship? No, it's a good question. Um, and I think like a lot of distributors, I wear several different hats, right? Um, and so I would say I have two different ones. So from an internal perspective, I really like the operations uh, kind of report so I can keep track of all the orders and where they're at. Um, that was the thing that I wasn't, you know, I didn't expect for that to be one of those things that I loved, but I do. Um, it, I don't know how we did it before. And then That's great. from a sales perspective, the presentations that convert directly to orders just makes life easy. So really good stuff. That's great stuff. So you want to experience that as well. You want to experience your promotional products distributorship business being elevated. Kirby and I invite you to visit our friends and try it for free. CommonSkew.com backslash unscripted. You won't be sorry. No, you absolutely won't. I'm glad uh, glad you brought it up, bro. Absolutely. All right, so are you ready to uh, start this thing off? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I have a topic and everything. Go ahead. Fire away. <clears throat> All right, so as we've already discussed, I, I'm a little bit under the weather, uh, still smiling, still, like you said, powering through, but I'm not a person who gets sick. I, just, like, I, I literally cannot remember the last time I was sick, um, and so I, this is weird for me, um, but I, so I don't know re really how to get well. Uh, so uh, I'm looking for tips from you. Um, and tip because my my habits historically have been like you know start drinking beer mm -hmm. um, and stop drinking beer when you can remember that you're sick. Right. Um, so I, there's got to be better habits, better tactics than that. So I just I didn't know if you had any go to things like do you drink lemon juice or orange no. juice or something? What's your go to feel better move? The second I start feeling under the weather. Mm -hmm. I do two things. One, I start uh, taking emergency every mm. day, which is generally part of my Las Vegas process. About two weeks leading up to uh, Las Vegas, I'll try to build my immune system up because that is kind of a cesspool of disease <laughs> and filth. Um, so I'll start with emergency, which is, you know, a billion milligrams of vitamin C. And I know your body can only, you know, process whatever percent of it, but I do it anyway. And it's got a lot of other things in there as well. And then I'll also take Zycam. I'll start okay. to taking those. Um, I am convinced that they do shorten the duration and the intensity of colds. Okay. At least for me. 
I found that it works. I used to use Coldies, it didn't work, so I tried the I'd use these iCam little melt away tablets about every three hours or so. They kind of ruin um, the taste of anything in your mouth, so everything <laughs> becomes flavorless. But I do think it gets better, and honestly, I, I think there's really nothing you can do except uh, try to rest. And knowing that you'll be going out of town shortly, <laughs> not really in the cards for you. No, and and I think that's it. I just want to. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna take like nine billion pentagrams of vitamin C. I'm gonna wash it down with beer because I don't want to go too far out of my habits. No. And uh, yeah, that's my plan. But if anybody else has other ideas, I'm open. Yeah, I think rest and also the rest. You know, you just cannot get away from from the rest. But uh, hopefully, you you start feeling better. So I do have a I do have a topic. If you're done, yes, um, whining about your, <laughs> yeah, bitching and moaning about your illness. Absolutely. So um, I don't know if you're familiar with the distributor company Something Inked. Oh yeah, they are based here in Nashville. Based okay. here and best here, okay. um, and they're run by some some friends of mine. So full disclosure, I'm, I'm good friends with uh, Bill Felberg and David Schneiderman. I don't know Todd Schneiderman uh, that well. I think I've met him a few times, and they've been getting a ton of press lately okay. because they have really carved out. We talked about this last week. You know, the riches are in the niches. Yeah, and they've carved out a really interesting niche of providing game day apparel in towels and things like that to professional sports franchises really almost mostly nba um i think okay. they do some nhl as well and they've uh, you know it's kind of a feast or famine um business especially when you know you the teams who you work with are in the playoffs right they're right. feasting right now because a lot of the teams they work with are in the playoffs so they really focus on that that aspect we talked about niches last week but we only talked about in terms of in terms of the type of industry you might go after. And I think we both settled on, you know, the craft brewer market right. is a good one. Now I'm going to take the question to, from a different perspective. Okay. So, you know, uh, Felberg and the Schneidermans have focused on towels and uh, T-shirts. What, if you could just sell one thing, what would it be? Okay. So what like one specific promotional item? Huh. Um, well, I'm not a believer. We don't sell items, Kirby. We sell ideas, and we sell merchandise, and we sell products. I disallow the use of the word item everywhere I work. So maybe you sell items at Hossman Marketing, but I would hope that you sell merchandise, products, and ideas. <clears throat> okay. So now that I've been uh, properly spanked, uh, so just one specific premium. Yeah, so one, one specific product or, or something you, you would feel, let's take that craft brewer market. What would you t- take to them to help um, them brand? You know, it, it's funny because I think personally I like the drinkware category, but I think if I were picking one item, one premium, one product to go to market with, I think I think the T-shirt. Uh, just I think it just it fits across everybody. You know, everybody can use it. Um, I mean, the downsides are sizing and things like that, but if sure. d- done right, I think it's a fun place to, again, I, every time I think of this uh, idea or the t-shirt, I think of Sir Paul McCartney hanging over yep. <laughs> hanging over a bunch of people trying to get a free t-shirt. And so that's that's where I'd go. Yeah, absolutely. And it's one of Paul Bellantone's favorite thing he shares in just about any presentation he does about the value of promotional products. And I love it because here's a beetle. Yeah. 
arguably one of the wealthiest men on earth. Yep. Uh, certainly one of the most well-known. Certainly can afford a t-shirt. <laughs> but he's screaming at a Nets game, please, I'm next, shoot me a t-shirt from the cannon. And yeah. it's amazing to see that power. So I think the t-shirt is a good one. Okay. I think I would go right now, I, I think it would be something I, I would focus on as a power bank. Yeah. It, it seems that I could. I feel like I could go into any business that had any sort of mobile sales force right. and sell the hell out of that product, especially a good quality one, right? And, and you know, just like just like T-shirts, there's good quality T-shirts and there's poor quality T-shirts. I'm talking about really good quality uh, power banks. I think that's that's something almost every yeah. business can use. Well, and I think it's interesting because in both both ways, you have the ability, and you kind of just touched on it, that you can differentiate within the space. When it comes to power banks, it's about the power of the charge, but it's also about the safety of the product, right? Absolutely. And well, not everybody can tell that story. So if you choose to live in that world, there's a way to differentiate. No question. And uh, it's it's just one of those things that everybody's attached to their technology. For sure. And, and I know... You know, one time we talked about the fear of missing out yes. on social media. I, see, I do listen to you. <laughs> I have terminal battery depletion fear. Yeah. If my phone gets below 50%, I start getting nervous. If it's below 30%, it's about an outright panic. And if it's below 10%, I make him at a felony to make sure <laughs> it gets charged. I, I really struggle with it. Yeah, it's funny you say that because as, as we just said, I'm going to be traveling here over the next couple of days. And as I'm getting ready for this, I'm actually looking around my desk for power banks to charge up because I know I'm going to be on the road. So right. it's a good one, man. I like awesome. that. Awesome. All right, Kirby, what's the next topic? So um, it, I was looking. I actually got an email uh, from PPAI today. and it talked Congratulations. About, yeah, I know, right? It's the first time, probably the last time. Sweet. Um, but it said that the countdown is on. And so I'm like, okay, what's the countdown on till? Uh, apparently Expo East. The, the countdown is on for Expo East. It's coming up in yes. June. And um, I've not been to that event. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I think you have. And, I have. Yeah. And so I just want to, like, for those of us who are, you know, maybe within the range that might be wanting to travel to something like that, is that a, an event worth going to? Is it a good event, great event? What's your take? My take, very, very good question, very timely, is I also actually just spoke with the lovely and talented Jody Mello okay. from PPAI because I'm actually speaking okay. at Expo East. Um, they're doing something a little different with some of their education sessions. They're doing something called the Connections Corner, where it's essentially a roundtable discussion led by people in the industry. I'm doing one. I think Rosalie Marcus is doing one. Nice. Quicksell. And just to kind of lead uh, a 20 to 30 minute conversation about topics in our industry. So they're trying something different. You know, it's interesting. Atlantic City, I always joke about it. Atlantic City is a city that loses none of its charm every okay. time I go there. Um, people feel like it's this big calorie burn to get there, mm-hmm. right? It's No one flies into Atlantic City. You fly into Philadelphia and you, you, you can take the rail, you can rent a car, you, you get there however you get there. But it's really only about 40 miles away. Okay. So it's it, it feels mentally when you think about I'm landing in Philadelphia and I'm driving to Atlantic City, it mentally feels like it's a long way away, but it's really not. It's no different than, you know, landing in, in, in Dallas and driving to Fort Worth. So okay. 
Um, I, I think that PPAI, and, and this is me not blowing, uh, you know, blowing wind up their skirt. They do a really good job with their events. They yeah. really and really truly do. I know that they have um, tried many different things since they took over owned, uh, running um, Expo East from uh, Sagney. I mean, my it was actually my first trade show or second trade show that I ever went to. Okay, was the, it was the old Promotions East show run by uh, the Specialty Advertising Association of Greater New York. And Expo uh, uh, PPI took over that, and they do a really good job with it. They had it in March um, the last couple of years, and it was with the ISS show, the Imprinted Sportswear uh, Group. Okay. Kind of co- co-branded, co-located. I think that missed the target, um, and they didn't get the response. But what I will tell you, one of the great things about PPAI, they're not afraid to take chances, and they're also not afraid to admit when they're wrong. Mm. And so they moved it from March, which can be a tough time in Atlantic City. It can be damn cold, miserable there. Um, And they moved it back to June. And I was actually talking, like I said, I was talking to Jody Mello this morning, and they have over about 400 people signed up and pre-registered for education, which is double what they normally do. Wow. So I I think they do, I think they're doing a really good job. I think it's definitely a great summer show. Um, I'm a believer if I ran a sales force on the distributor side, I would um, have my people go to two shows a year. Okay. Right? And I think Expo is one of them, and Expo East could be the other one, depending on where people are located. But if you're on the East Coast, absolutely. It's a great show. Um, I mean, it's Atlantic City. Eh, you know, Atlantic City. Right. It's fine. Sure. But um, as far as the actual show itself, it's a good show. A lot of great suppliers. And, man, does this not sound like a commercial for people <laughs> East. And that is not my intended, so yeah. not my intention. So, well, I but, asked. Uh, good, good. You did. Yeah. You did. And I'm and I'm really honored that they asked me to speak there and do that. So it's always fun for me to uh, to do that and see old friends and make new ones as well. Yeah, that's really cool. Well, cool, man. What's what's next? All right, so I've got something of a beef. Okay. So we all use social media. Mm-hmm. We all go on Facebook. Facebook's probably the leading destination for people listening to this podcast. Sure. I have a friend. An unnamed friend. Asking for a friend. That's right. I'm asking for a friend. (laughs) No, I have an unnamed friend who's not in the industry and probably has never listened to this podcast. Okay. So he posts a lot. And and granted, he is very well off. He's got a pretty kick-ass life. I'm not going to lie. But what he does drives me insane. And to me, it's the height of narcissism. Okay. Your take on this. So he will post something on Facebook. Okay. And then he will like his own post. <laughs> so he gives himself a public high he five. He gives himself a public high five. He gives himself that public high five. And it just, for whatever reason, it's like a cheese grater on my spinal cord. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? Are you that narcissistic that you need to kind of you know promote your own post? And it's, it's not like he does it two or three hours after he posts. He posts and he likes immediately. <laughs> well, like he he decided he liked his post as he was typing it. He didn't even have to reread it. Dude, that's hilarious. I, I so tell me what you think about that. No, I I uh, yeah. I mean, it's 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 funny. It's one of those faux pas that you see people do, and like I've actually done it by accident. You know what I mean? Like you click it. Of course you have. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, asking for a friend. Yeah. Uh, no, but I like you're like. Go back and go, oh, no, 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 click click that off. No, no, right. because I don't want to be that guy. Uh, it's There's there's so many places in life where I don't want to be that guy or that gal, 
And that's one of them. I don't want to be the one that likes my own post. For sure. That's so what funny. Do you, what do you, okay, so what do you think the height of narcissism is on, on social media? So oh, that's man. mine. That, that, I mean, it completely grinds my gears when he does it. And, and I, you know, I don't know him. He's not that good of a friend. He's a good friend. He's, yeah. a, he's a friend. He's a real friend, real human being. I don't talk to him very often, so I'm not going to send him a Facebook message and say, hey, tool, stop being a tool. Yeah, right. But yeah. what's yours? What's the one thing that draws you off sides from a narcissism perspective on social media? Yeah, you know, I, I have uh, two teenage girls. Uh, so mm-hmm. the idea that they would take 50,000 selfies to get one that's appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I actually heard somebody say one time, if you have to take 50 selfies in order to get one you like, is it really a picture of you? Um, and so, I, you know, I think that there's a lot. And, and I guess probably my the, the passive aggressive posts that say uh, someone, you know, should know better than yeah. to piss me off or whatever. Like those are probably I, the ones like either say it or don't say it, man. I, and I should have known the answer to that question before I even asked because we've actually had that part of the conversation <laughs> yeah. before. So yeah, that's good funny. stuff. So I'd love to hear from our audience. What is the height of narcissism? Maybe the height of narcissism is you and I talking about our Facebook <laughs> posts. I don't know. It might be. It might be. I want to hear from them. All right, you got another topic, or are you you dry? No, I've got I've got one more All here. Right. Um, cool. So probably you know you said that you had a beef. This is probably a beef of mine. So uh, had an order recently within our industry. It was a you know I'm not calling anybody out or anything like that, but it was it was a repeat order, and the repeat order I had requested a proof. Um, the supplier didn't do a proof and just did it and shipped the order, mm-hmm. and the client didn't like it. Okay. Um, and so, you know, of course, the, the supplier's like, well, it's a repeat order. So we mm-hmm. don't do proofs on repeat orders. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, but I asked for one because right. I don't know about your clients, but my clients are not infallible and neither am I. So right. I, I just don't understand. Like, it feels like there are suppliers in our industry who just don't want to piss with proofs. They charge you for them. They mm-hmm. like, that is funny to me. I don't understand why it isn't on every order. It just saves everybody's bacon. It does. No, I'm a big fan, and everywhere I've always worked where I've had the, the opportunity to introduce policy, that is always one of them. Right. Um, that we demand some sort of uh, virtual or actual uh, written proof that somebody approved this thing. Yeah. Um, I understand the mindset of a supplier that says, we do not do proofs on reorders. I can understand that. I really do. However, in your specific situation... When you've asked for a proof, it should be done, and it should be done with with a big happy grin. Well, again, they're right? they're redoing the order. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. So, if they were hoping to expedite and make things faster, right. that would be a big fat fail well, because they I didn't mean, listen. Right, and like I said, I can see where 97 percent of the time, 99 percent of the time, a reorder is a reorder. There's no, there isn't probably a reason to have a proof, right? But if you've got a persnickety client yep. or someone where you know you feel like, man, I just, I just want my own track record of this, yeah. then a supplier should gladly, gladly provide that to you and not uh, not complain at all. Yeah. So that's, that's it just, and maybe maybe there are other reasons within it, but I think all yeah. of them are, you know, you and I have actually had this conversation where it's not about, you know, the pushback will come back to say, well, it's, it's easier for the supplier. And that's right. fine. But ultimately, the supplier 
is not the customer in this issue, right? right? And it's one of those moments where you go, yeah, but what does the customer want? And my customer wants a proof. So no, absolutely. <laughs> so that, again, you should uh, you know you should get what you need. Yeah. Okay. That's it on that. So I've got it. I don't know if this is going to be quick. So I'm going to throw it out there anyway. Sure. Um, we got a few minutes left. So one of the big things that uh, I'm an advocate of, and I think you know this, is volunteering in the industry. Yes. So over the past few years. Um, even you know, as recently as uh, PPAI's lead event, um, I've been very actively engaged in the industry, starting with my local association, uh, which is PPAMS. Mm-hmm. And I started off on the board, and I'm currently the board president of, of that organization. I'm also on the RAC board. Mm, yeah. You and I are both uh, part of Promo Kitchen, yep. again, another volunteer organization. What do you think, when, when you think of our industry, do you feel it's important to volunteer your time? Mm-hmm. And where do you draw that line? Mm-hmm. Um, where it's, I'm giving so much of myself, I, I can't actually do my job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not in that situation. Uh, I, thankfully, it's nice and balanced right now. Good. But I could see very easily where it could lead to that. Sure, sure. So I want your perspective because um, I know your your volunteer activities are if I'm right, if I'm, if I'm wrong, you'll tell me. It was squarely placed at Promo Kitchen, correct? Right, right. Within the industry, for sure. Yeah, within the industry. Yeah, <clears throat> thank you. you, you That's a great qualifier. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so I, I, I agree with you. I think that when it, it makes sense for you to give back, you give back. Um, I it, You're right. I actually, um, and you know this about me, a lot of my volunteering and my uh, the donating my time hit, hit ends up kind of being donated around my community. Sure, absolutely. You're very active there in Coshocton and Coshocton County, and I know with the, yeah, absolutely. And so actually at one point I was asked to be on the Ohio Promotional Products Association, and at the time I was president of city council. And at the Mm -hmm. time, I'm like, gosh, it's that same question, right? Right. Where's the balance? Um, All that being said, I mean, I think that where you can, you should. Um, Mm -hmm. And honestly, I think for me, my, my deal... It ebbs and flows. I always say that there are seasons within your year. There are seasons within your life. Um, and right now, I'm in a season where I, I, I'm probably a little bit maxed out. But a, mm-hmm. a year from now, I, I'm actually kind of interested in, in potentially serving on a regional. But it's right. like it's got to be the right time because I don't want to half-ass it. No, absolutely, and that's that's a great point. You know, I do see some people half-ass it. Right. And, um, and it's hard and sometimes, that, yeah. It, it's hard, but it, it's either are you going to be involved right. or are you not going to be involved? Because, you know, there are people, and I'm not going to point any fingers, and, and, and I can say this, there's no one on any of the boards I serve on. Yeah. So Promo Corner, I'm sorry, Promo Kitchen. <laughs> I, work at, I work at Promo Corner. Yep. Um, uh, but Promo Kitchen or PPMS or Rackboard, no one there half-assed it. But I have been part of, of uh, other volunteer situations where – People just want it as a resume builder. Right. It's very clear very quickly, and it's, it, it quickly becomes that uh, old 80-20 rule where 20% of the people are doing 80% of the work, yeah. and a volunteer board just can't work that way. Right. Well, I mean, I, I suppose it can. It's just not good for the board. It's not good for the association. It's not good for the members. Well, and the problem is, is, is then what happens is the people who are doing all of the work get fried quick, right? Yeah. Because the, so it, it's, it's one of those things where if you're not uh, – able to to dedicate the the mental calories i think as you usually say i I think it'd be better for the organization for you to step away no question yeah for sure 
No question. Well, Kirby, we are just about out of time. Yes, sir. So um, I hope we didn't keep you too long, knowing that you're not at 100%, but again, still broadcasting at an exceptionally high level. And I will tell you, doing this podcast when you're not feeling well, what a tremendous display of courage, I have to say. <laughs> a tremendous display of courage. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not long for a nap. No, I... I <laughs> You, you sound like you're winding down a little bit, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna let you go get that nap. Uh, before we do, though, we would be remiss if we didn't again thank our friends at Common Skew, uh, Catherine Graham, Mark Graham, Bobby Lehew, Samantha Cates, uh, great supporters of this program and great supporters of us, and really most importantly, great supporters of our industry. I yeah, mean, they built a great. Uh, it's a product. Look, they're selling a product, but it's a great product that really helps people elevate their promotional products business. And if you want to find out how, please visit them at commonskew.com backslash unscripted. It really is worth a few minutes of your time to get a good feel of how that product might be able to help you elevate your business. So with that, we are going to sign off for this week. We hope everybody has a terrific long Memorial Day weekend. The ceremony will kick off to the summer. Be safe out there, and we look forward to talking to you next week. Whoop, whoop. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday only at promocorner.com, the leading digital marketing service for the promotional products industry.